0: I'll just start off. Is that a bong in front of you guys? It no. is not. It this looks is like the, uh, is
1: It is a decanter. It is a
0: decanter oh, for our whiskey. I, it, I was like, man, these guys. This is really <laughs> a. Well, what's gotta-
1: in, what's important is what's in the decanter.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jameson Irish whiskey is in the decanter. Um, oh. Um. Also, a uh, a ship. We 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 call it the diversity two.
1: Huh. <laughs> Dick, uh, Dickhead
2: over here <laughs> broke diversity one because I broke diversity one. Uh-huh.
3: Hello and welcome to
2: Baker's My Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hello, <laughs> oh, and welcome to Baking is my podcast. The podcast that is brought to you by Clean Shaving ball sacks everywhere. Yeah, Manscaped, twenty percent off. Listen, it's Promo a new code, bacon pod.
4: Yeah, it's a new year. Yeah, it's a new you. Have some new balls. Have some new balls. Well, uh, or clean or your clean your old balls. I will say this right here: the crop reviver. Yes. one of my faves right here. That's a midday midday spritz. That's a midday secret midday spritz for, you. for your balls. Yeah, uh, so it's a yeah. midday magic trick for your nutsack. So that. Uh, the perfect package 4.0 with the with the lawnmower 4.0 lawnmower skin 4.0? safe technology. Yep. And if you ever thought you wanted to uh, shave your balls in a uh, in a jacuzzi, yeah, uh, you, you can. can. Don't, but you don't, can. But you can never
2: shave your balls in a jacuzzi because other people use that. But you can. You could. You can. They don't drain those. Right. But you can with the lawnmower. They skim, the them. Lawnmower 4. They skim them. It's like it like leaves off pool, <laughs> right? In right. the fall, indeed. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. your shaving is not like that. Indeed. Yeah. Uh,
4: we are also brought to you by DrinkWildBills.com, Podex.com, GrillYourAssOff.com. If you use the promo code Bacon on any one of those sites, you get ten percent off. Yeah, and they're pretty great as well. Um, Jimsey, how's your week? What'd you do, man? What'd you do this week? Well, we're we're just coming off the bimbies, yeah, and that was a lot of fun, yeah, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty. What good was band. your What was your favorite part of the bimbies? It was the the one, the part the part with the guy, right? When he did the thing, I really liked when the girl did the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, she no, was no. That great. Was, that was fantastic. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic! Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you miss the bimpies, go go ahead, go go watch it. Go check it out. It's uh, musical guests. Yep. It's uh, awards. Yeah, we hand out awards. You we're know, We're fucking it. important are we? Why well, do you
2: have to be important to hand out awards, or do you just have to have awards to hand out? You just have to have awards to hand out. Oh apparently. well, yeah.
4: So we're definitely that. But 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 we do have people who are important. Yes. Who have been given important important awards? Yes, we have John Rain. We have Joe Sabatino. That's true. From Polestar Pictures. Polestar Pictures. Um, so and and they they well
2: so John fun, fun John, fact. John
4: yes. received a uh, an award. A, he did a prestigious award, Best Picture Award. Best Picture Award. Independent film, Finding
2: Purpose, The Road to Redemption. Um, I was lucky enough to be in that film. Right. I was even luckier to have much of my music scattered throughout that entire film. Yeah. I actually had the song over the end credits. Which, which is
4: huge. is absolutely amazing. Um, I walk out to you all the time, so now... I'll walk out to you with with words. Yes, people can leave
2: while uh, while my song is playing. Yeah, uh, one of your favorites, Eyes Can't Meet, the acoustic oh. version of Eyes oh, Can't Meet.
4: Oh, fuck! Yeah, I wouldn't walk out for that.
2: Um, a lot of Maybe honestly, actually, a lot of Jimmy's Blue Notebook is in that movie. Yeah, uh, which is which is really cool. Um, and I did not know that before I went to see the premiere of it. <laughs> because he had asked if he could use a song. And I said, you can use as many songs as you want. Uh, And I sent him music and I said, whatever you want to use, you can use. And um, I was lucky enough to be in the film. And when I was in it and I'm watching the film, like, a song would come on. And I was like, oh, cool. They picked my song for this scene. That's super great. And then like another one came on, and I was like, "Oh man, that's I mean two. I got music on two scenes. That's super cool." And then like some other music would happen, and then like all of a sudden another song was on, and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> did he use everything? And he used like almost everything I sent him. He used, which uh, I I couldn't believe. Like I couldn't be more gr- uh, grateful and thankful for. But he he really like." Man, he just used my music all over that. And then when the credits came on and I was part of the end credits, I was like, You gotta be kidding me right now. That's awesome. Like, I got an end credits song. That's that like I don't know. To me that's a big deal. Like, no, that's that, no, like that's I, that's
4: that is a super big deal. That's that's um, one of
2: the bigger honors that uh that I've been able to have as a musician was mm-hmm. that somebody thought that my music was worthy of being a part of telling a story that they're trying to tell yeah which was super cool and and john is just amazing like i i love him to
4: death he's such a cool guy um um i will say i will say yeah that and we're going to get into it just when we kick off here oh yeah is um is listen we started this podcast because of john Rain's endeavors yeah you want to find out how listen to the interview yeah, yeah. We should should we get into
2: it? It's a pretty no. long one. It's yeah, yeah. We should probably get into it yeah. because they're now they're wanting to be like, wait a minute, John's responsible for the podcast. He is, he is. So find out how by listening to the interview, which right. starts about right now. All right, all right. You want to bring us in? Mike's going to bring us into this one with uh, the <clears throat> sultry sounds. Let me, let me uh... the sultry sounds of the Yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody! Oh, you're a sultry siren.
4: Welcome to bacon is my you podcast, your favorite
2: crash ships
4: Monday morning podcast.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, with the word bacon in the title. That's true. That's true. Probably, but unless there's I, an, I, unless there's another one. I don't know. We we don't have a research team. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's he's the crack research. You're team, listening so. to it. We're uh, watching. So <laughs> today we are here with uh, two gentlemen, uh, the heads of. Polestar Pictures, uh, we have John Rain, we have Joe Sabatino. Gentlemen, welcome.
1: Hey, guys.
2: Welcome to My podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, it is,
4: it, we, we said it uh, at the end of what you're making in seven questions, but it's John's fault that this kind it's kind of John's fault that this happened. Yeah, we, we definitely want to get into, we're going
2: to get into Polestar and everything yes. about you guys and let everybody know all the things that you've done, Elvis impersonations and oh. uh, and henchmen and <laughs> and voice acting all aside. But we did want to right away. Uh, thank you, yes. John and, and, and blame you as well, because this show exists because of a, um, of a phone call that I got from John rain mm-hmm. uh, during the beginning of COVID. Yes, actually. And he had called me and he said, um, Hey, Hey, do you have any music that would go well in a vampire movie bar scene? And I said, I don't know, but I'd be happy to write some. (laughs) And he said, would you do that? And I said, I would love to do that. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I immediately hit up my friend Mike and said, hey, bud, do you want to write a song for a vampire movie with me? We have to like – do it kind of like Tito and the Tarantulas, very dust till dawn, and uh, and he was like, absolutely, that sounds like a super fun challenge. And so we 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 came together to start that yeah. kind
4: of project and background ideas. He goes, I go. So how quickly do we need this done? He goes, like two weeks. Yeah, because John like, told me two wh- weeks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to write and record. The- okay, let's do it. Let's so. Do it. <laughs>
2: so- we wrote and recorded this song in two weeks <laughs> wow.
1: under the name and, and delivered a hell of a tune it was uh, amazing you.
4: yeah thank you thank you very much uh, and it was under the name bacon is my passion Bacon is my passion which is
2: what we released the song as uh, everybody can find that song right now death be a woman it's it's on our uh, on all streaming sites and you yeah. can find it on our website uh bacon's my but but yeah, so while we were doing that, I came over here to to Mike's studio that he built and we started kicking around ideas. We had guitars in our hands and we were listening to like Tito and the Tarantulas and trying to come up because yeah. neither of us have written in that style before. And it was like a really fun kind of thing we were doing together. And as we were doing it, um, we, we were kind of like, okay, well, uh, w- nobody can do anything right now. This is COVID. So we're just going to mm-hmm. operate as though we're one person. <laughs> and <then> we're, we're <laughs> going to be here doing this. So, uh, you know, whatever you get, I'm getting, <laughs> so that's just how it's going to work. Yeah. And, and as we were doing it, we discovered that like the first hour that we would spend here would, we would have a couple of drinks and we'd talk about our week and we would just bat around ideas and start talking about stuff. And our friends, kept saying like what are you guys up to (laughs) and they kept saying oh man if i could be a fly on the wall to to be there just to kind of hear what you guys talk about and just to see it and so we sat here and we were like well what if we did that what if we filmed it and threw it up and
4: see if anybody cares and here we are a little and a little over two years later two years later and uh, and
2: over a hundred episodes later and now we've we've traveled across the country doing the show and we've We've been able to interview like some of our favorite musicians and and idols and, and actors and and actors and, and, and like wrestlers. And, yeah, 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 like it's it's been an incredible journey, an incredible trip. And John, we have you to thank for it.
1: You know, this is bigger than when <laughs> the Beatles got rid of their drummer. And- <laughs> That Ringo best. in place. I feel yeah. like I'm part of that history-making event now. I'm the guy that's never going to really be seen or heard, but I have an imminent place in history you do. behind You're your show. Lie. I'm immortalized.
4: You <laughs> yes, you are. And we and we bring it up all the time. And it's funny because people go, oh, you wrote a song for a movie? Sure you did. Right. And we're like, no, it's so, coming, no, out. No, it promises. No, coming out. No, we promise it's coming out. No, we did. I swear. I swear. So no it's really awesome i'm I'm super excited and uh Joe it's awesome to have you on too i know you you hopped on to the uh the pole star thing a little after yeah. that had happened um so so talk to, talk to us like john you you were kinda doing a lot of stuff mostly on your own and then you finished this movie and uh that that we wrote the song for and and then well, it, well, like, oh, yeah let me let, me, like, let
1: me let me clarify that a little bit when we yeah, started so- this. Talk to it us was, about what you can talk to us about. Yeah, no, you—you you, were going to tell you a lot of things, Jimmy. <laughs> More so than we told anybody. Um, when we started, uh, when I asked you for that song, it, the, the, the original title was Evergreen is the Blood.
2: Evergreen is the Blood.
1: And we filmed it over COVID. And it was supposed to be this small little picture with a couple of people. But as soon as word got out, that I was filming, I had all these phone calls and all these people getting on board. Make a long story short, uh, it got too big for what we were doing. And it 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 kind of went off the rails and I wasn't happy with it. So I scrapped it. And uh, at that time I was still working with Mark.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went back to Mark and I said, you know, we just, we can't put this film out. We had just taken the Hollywood Silver Screen Award uh, for best picture of 2019 and for somebody finding very, purpose. yeah. And, and somebody in Hollywood had told me, John, they only remember your last film and what we filmed, was nowhere near close to what we had done with finding purpose. So I decided at that point to pull back the reins, no pun intended, and, uh, start restructuring and rethinking. And, uh, we moved on from there.
4: How, how, Hard of a decision was it for you, um, to to be done, pretty much done with something, and then going, hey, listen, not not gonna happen because we've had a lot, of, we've had a number of musicians who have recorded full records and put years into and and, and stuff into right. it, and and then they just like, get to it and they're like, it's not right, this is not right, this is not me, I, I you know, so yeah, did you get you feel a big burden like with yeah with people behind you kind of.
1: Absolutely. It was, uh, it was uh, terrifying for me to come forward and say, I'm, I'm sorry, but we're not going to put this out this way. And a lot of people that were involved in the process of the film got pretty irritated with me. But the, the, the true people that were looking at what I was doing as far as an overall best interest of moving forward understood what I was doing and they embraced it. So there was a lot of negative, but there was the positive that kept the the flow of this movie developing and gave me that determination that we're really going to make something special out of this film. And we just kept moving forward with it. And that's one of the reasons I met Joe. Um, when, when Joe took a look at everything and Joe came on board. So, I'm very happy with the decision to pull back, and I'm very excited. Almost two and a half years later, where we're at, and the development and uh, progress of producing this, what I feel is going to be an epic vampire movie. Super stoked! Yeah, super I, stoked! I
4: can't. I can't wait. I love. I, vampire I loved, movies to begin with. <laughs> I love the initial concept. Uh, you know, like. He he was I was like, so what are we working off of? He's like, uh vampire queen war, this, that. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm yeah. I'm in. And and he kind of described the scene. But uh the whole the overall uh concept is really awesome and and I'm s I'm super excited to see what developed from it. Um Joe, where where did you uh
0: kind of get plugged in here? Oh yeah, wow. was
2: it that when you saw it you were like, Oh, I gotta be a part of this guy's.
0: Yeah, uh, actually, Mark, who's a dear friend of mine, you know, we grew up together, and uh, Mark had called me and said, "Hey, you know, I'm working on this uh, this project, vampire uh, film, horror film, and you know, would you want to get involved?" And I and I remember, I the first thing I said was, Yeah, you know, that's really not my that's not my thing. I'm I'm not a horror film guy, or." It's just not who I am. And he's like, no, no, Joe, I'm telling you, it's a a story of redemption. And, you know, you got to, you know, you got to check it out. You got to read the script and, you know, whatnot. So uh, I got to, I took a look at the script and, hey, wow, this is kind of cool because I think it breaks the mold. Well, not that I think It, it breaks the mold of that, quote, unquote, horror slashing kind of film. And it's almost, you know, and John and I and Mark always talk about it, but it's, it's this action adventure, thriller, horror film. And it's almost like, when I think of this, I kind of think about like Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they were going for the Ark of the Covenant with the Nazis and all of this. So it's it's kind of that style of picture that you know it starts and it you know just you know starts picking up steam and then they're you know the characters are just you know going on this journey and it's super cool. and the way the movie opens is so powerful that you know just looking at this script it's just going wow this thing could truly make a lot of noise and then we just kept you know started you know john and i started talking and mark and you know, we tweaked the script here and there, and pushed it and pulled it, and we we're like, "Wow, we got something really cool here," and it's it's really taken on a life of its own. And you know, I, I've been involved in a lot of lot of you know television and film projects. Um, I had my own television series, and I'm more excited about this. Than anything I've done, so I, I think with the you know producing team that we've assembled with the project we have, and how we're actually going about marketing, publicizing, distributing, and really creating buzz for the picture is different from any other filmmaker out there that this is truly an exciting journey that we're on.
2: Yeah. Uh, I love watching kind of like from the outskirts. Now, we're, we're all, uh, connected by like one degree because of Mr. Mark Weiss who right. absolutely hates to be on video. So he yeah, will yeah. never join us <laughs> on a video. But I can only imagine the conversation that he had with both of you guys <laughs> containing things like like you gotta meet this guy there again. I'm telling you,
0: you gotta meet him. Right? Because it was, it was so more exciting. like when Mark trucks, it was more like this, yo bro, you're really yeah, oh, man. you I'm telling you, I'm telling you bro
2: Right. Mark, um, for, for those listening, Mark managed uh, my band Craving Strange for, for many years, uh, for honestly the, the most successful years yeah. of the band, um, and we're still in contact, with, and and we still work together as much as we possibly can, but we're just great friends, and I love Mark, and, um, and Mark kind of hooked me and John up to begin with as well, also, um, after uh, John helping us with our careful of the landmines release show, um, and the video and, and stuff that we all, that we did from there. Um, so it was just, it, it there's just this crazy connection that, that kind of happens here. So, uh, much love to Mark, but every time you guys hear the name Mark, that's who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I, I really kind of think of cool about this is that it seems like it's, it started out, um, Making a movie, right? (laughs) But but it's turned into creating this company, this this studio, this movie studio, Um, and the movie is its own thing. And it seems like the studio is this other growing thing that's kind of happening. Well, I I, 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 I I think,
1: think. yeah, I think I think the movie is just the catalyst that brought everybody together. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The whole the whole development behind Polestar pictures is an accumulation that happened through this film. But the film is definitely the glue that caused all this to happen. And, uh, you know, when, when we first brought Joe on, I was beside myself. I was like, wow, I, I really couldn't believe that Joe Sabatino you know, took a big interest in this and came on with this. And then we started talking and now we're very close. Uh, Joe's kind of like a mentor with me uh, because I have, you know, nearly 30 years of independent low budget films. And by low budget, that means no budget. (laughs) So this brought us into a whole different light, getting us in front of people that could actually, you know, get us a budget and not only get us a budget but after this film's made get a scene and get right. us out there. So, I mean, Joe's been instrumental in in all of that aspect. And he's also been a big a big plus with the development of the script. I'll give you an idea. Like I'll write something out and I'll call Joe and he'll look through it and he'll call me back and go, "John, you know, that was that was really good." but what if we stick hand grenades up the dog's butt and throw them out the window? And I'm like, you know, that could work. (laughs) So I'll go back and I'll rewrite everything. And he just makes it bigger. And I think what's really great about our team is that there's no egos involved with what we're doing. It's all in about making a really great film. Even this all started from my pen it's now had many pens to it and many ideas that have made this film into what it is now like joe mentioned indiana jones but it's indiana jones meets the da vinci code I, it, it, there's a whole backstory to it um one of the people that got involved was a, a very talented um author and professor of history uh harry Sheenwolf. and i met here, harry uh through uh, another production i was possibly going to be working with a key alley on, And uh, we hit up a conversation and through months later, we became very good friends and he's really helped me research out backstories, um, the sequel stories, where we can go with loopholes in history with what we put into this film. So I'm very excited to get these cameras rolling and get this in the can so the people can see exactly how big this film is going to be. This is gonna be a a, a crowning moment for Polestar Pictures and for our team when we get that out there.
4: I really really love that approach, by the way. I I, I heard you in other interviews and and you were talking about how you're working on the prequel and the sequel at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think that's, shoot, I mean, there are huge budget films like huge huge budget films that you're just like looking and you're like that, that doesn't make sense that's not a, right huge where's our, plot holes. Where's our connective stuff. tissue and the fact that you've like uh, and and I, I think a lot of the issue is i think that a lot of people go i'm gonna make this film and that's gonna be that film
1: mm-hmm.
4: and there's never there's never a what's next it's, it's well, it, yeah,
1: that, it, what, it's that. And it's also um, what what Joe brought to the table with his brilliant writing. I mean, with the stuff that he's written for TV, including uh, Necessary Roughness, yeah, um, th- to yeah. be able to to captivate an audience with the story, because Hollywood's long bellwether of the industry has always been let's slam some big star into it. And we don't really care about the script because the star is going to sell the movie. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times where that just falls really short because there isn't a story where we've got a really good story now. And the story is the selling point, not a star.
4: Yeah. And it's a, you're like creating a universe. You're, you're creating way more than just a movie. It's a whole story at a, yeah, I love that. Well, and, I love that and approach.
2: Joe, when you're coming coming from, if you're writing a series for TV, and then you start to take that episodic approach to a feature film length thing, um, how what's the is it is it just kind of the same thing? You're just thinking in more long form, so you're able to flesh it out, or actually you have to flesh it out less because you don't have many episodes, or is it a, a is it a different process, or do you kind of bring the same
0: mindset to? It? Yeah, no, that that's great. I think one of the things that really separates this movie from you know any other vampire picture out there, uh, you know, write, writing television and writing film, it, it's kind of different. But you know, writing's writing. But right. I think one of the one of the things that really really separates us is Harry Sheenwolf Wolf with you know all of the factual information that we have in this story, I think this is going to really level up our story and go, hey, wait a minute. You know, I I got the Bram Stoker thing and all of that, but, you know, there are going to be people that go, you know, they they were really making it sound like it was fact, and they said, you know, General George Patton and Adolf Hitler and this and that, and the crazy thing is when people – because everyone will, and Mm -hmm. they've already started doing this, when people (laughs) research this, they're going to go, wait a minute, this is like real factual stuff that actually happened. And because the picture starts at the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, I mean, you just can't get a more iconic vision to start out a film with than, you know, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and then, Everything that's layered into this story, people can just look it up and go, "Oh my gosh, wait a minute, this is real." So, where does fact? Where does fiction? You know, where you know what's real, what's not, and and it's it's been woven in, and it, it that's what I think is going to make this really exciting because we're in an age right now where people, as they're watching the film be on their phone going is that is that real oh oh my gosh this is crazy so we've kind of taken and john with harry has really taken this vampire lore and uh really made it you know really brought it to life and the beautiful thing about it is we're even going to have you know a book that'll come out and really delve into the whole vampire lore that we're, you know, creating. So this is, you know, the, the picture is one thing, you know, the book is another thing, right? The video game is another thing. So this is, this is just, this is going to be something that like, I always say, it's, it's, it's absolutely going to make a lot of noise.
1: And we, I, we blended a lot of, uh, of scenarios into the film that are, um, time proven um, yep. with, uh, you know, like Bram Stoker's, you know, vampires right. can't see themselves in a mirror, we took, we, we took the elements of, of certain aspects of that, so it wouldn't be too over the top for people. Mm-hmm. But Joe's right, we've taken this all the way back to Christ on the cross. That's where it starts. And now, going through history, we have the Hunnic Empire, we have the Romans, we, we have a, a, a big story behind this. And it accumulates all behind. Have you ever heard of the Spear of Destiny? Yeah. Actually, Steven Spielberg was going to use the Spear of Destiny in Raiders of the Last Ark. Right. <laughs> and they decided not to. Well, I started looking at that and started digging deeper into that, and that's how we really came up with what we came up with. So that's how it all starts back with the cross.
0: After
2: these messages will be wrapped. Right. What's up guys? Going to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors real quick. Just want to start off with GrillYourAssOff.com. If you are going into grilling season like we are, then you know that you always need a little rub. You always need a little sauce. You need something that's going to help your grilling get better. Help those chicken breasts. Right? They get a little dry sometimes. You want to make sure you're saucing them up. You want to make sure those ribs have got a nice dry rub and a saucer rub. Go to growyourassoff.com Check it out. I've used their stuff. It's delicious. 10% off with the promo code BACON.
4: Another place you can go to to get 10% off with that promo code, drinkwildbills.com They've got delicious sodas. They've got all sorts of different flavors from sarsaparilla to birch beer to you, you name it. You got your root beers, you got your cream sodas, you got your creamsicles. Yeah. Uh, Sugar free for you guys. Sugar Watch free. the waistline! Indeed. And also, they've got some great jerky stuff. They've mm. got oh, the brisket bites are A+. Plus. Indeed. A+. Plus. And if you go there, go to drinkwildbills.com use the promo code BACON get 10% off one more place you can use that same promo code bacon
2: is our oldest sponsor Poddex. if you're a podcaster if you are a budding interviewer if you are just somebody that has a hard time talking to people every now and then or want to do something fun with your friends check out poddex.com. they have these decks of cards 50 cards per deck 50 questions check it out learn things about your friends learn things about people learn how to talk a little bit more and be a little bit more comfortable, always use the promo code BACON. Again, to get 10% off
4: your order, they got cool swag, too. Indeed. And last but not least, of course, always frame the balls. Mm, yes. Is that what you do? Frame the balls. Frame the balls? Well, you could. You could frame the balls. You could. Though. You could. But if you got a bush, it's just not... It's the summer. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Yeah. Use the Lawn Mower 4.0. Use the perfect package... And go to manscaped.com, use the promo code BACONPOD, you get 20% off your order. And they've got all sorts of great stuff if you're a guy who's looking to feel so
2: fresh and so clean. Indeed. And not only do you get 20% off, but you also get free shipping. Free shipping? Shine up those balls. Get rid of that bush. Clean yourself up. And if you don't clean yourself up, Start. Yeah, Bacon Pod, twenty percent off, free shipping. Check it out. Thank you to our sponsors. Thanks for hanging out. What's your bacon? Hey guys,
0: I'm Lexi Lane. You can find me on Instagram at Lexi underscore Lane, and you've been consuming Bacon is my podcast.
2: That's I love that approach. I love I love the idea of mixing true historical things in. Just I loved when I first heard that that dracula was based on vlad tempest you know like, like yeah. and that was a real person and and looking back and, and i was one of those people that looked back and i was like i have to find out everything i can about this guy because <laughs> yeah, I,
1: yeah.
2: one of the greatest villains quote unquote of history is based on this guy so mm-hmm. i i love that aspect of it of inter- interweaving true historical things because people are gonna find you know vampire lore's chock full of uh, true historical things anyway, dating back to you know, the plague and and when people would bury people with the belt in case they were still you know still alive, they could ring the bell. like all these things where you can look up stuff where that was a that was a, a thing people thought of, and mm-hmm. that was a part yeah. of history um so adding that in and having that be a part of it i think is brilliant and i and i love the idea of it i love when movies do that i love science fiction movies i love horror movies i love movies based on fantasy but when they link in historical events it just kind of i don't know something about it makes you feel like you live in a more interesting world And that's you know that's what movies do
1: for me. Well, every everything that you just mentioned, you know, happened centuries afterwards. That's where folklore started. Right. Our our uh, actual movie tells where the folklore actually came from, and where it actually derived from. And I'm just I'm blown away where we've came with this little film that we were doing over COVID to where we're at now.
0: Yeah.
1: That's
4: so awesome. I I love that. That's the one thing. Like my my wife and I, uh, Jen, we're we're super into like paranormal stuff and things like that. And I found I found myself uh, with a lot of these shows, just kind of going, okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. It wasn't until you really pull the history out of things and you Mm -hmm. and you go, this is why this is this way and stuff like that. I really do love the history. Element that you guys are going to bring into this movie. I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited to watch this movie. Yeah. (laughs) My question is, do we have to
2: change our lyrics or write another song?
1: No, not at all.
2: Can we write another song? (laughs) Can we write another song?
1: (laughs) Well, you know what, Uh, Mark, (laughs) Mark, Mark Mark, Mark is Mark is handling all that. Yeah. Oh well, then yes. There's yeah. There's all kinds of things that we're going to be doing to this film. I can I can get Mark to say yes.
2: Well, he's, I know made, death, he's way I know, easier than you.
1: Death Be a Woman is going to be in this film, come hell or high water. I've already talked with Mark awesome. about that because awesome. the 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 melody, the sound, the eeriness behind that that it, it was brilliant. And I played that off in my head. I don't know how many times uh, through the particular scene I wanted to put that in, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm focused on that on that <laughs> song to be in this film.
2: I was very excited to die in this film. Yeah. I was. I was like, he's going to kill us in a, in a scene.
4: I can't wait to be eaten.
1: I, th- I think you wanted me to kill you in all the films. And I was like, no, Jimmy, you can't die. You're, can't you
4: to remember man. that. I, well, <laughs> well speak, speaking of which, we always talk about how Jimmy's a huge movie star. Right. John right. was the direct, director. Yeah. Mike likes to talk about oh, that, that movie. huge movie star. <laughs> Broke down. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you is... I know, I know the story behind broke down band, you know, guy from a band, blah, blah, blah.
1: Uh, Him. (laughs) You know, when when Jimmy just when, when he when I met him, I knew he was destined to do some acting. And he was very excited when I when I pitched this to him you know uh,
4: what that's the one thing and and that's something that i'm always still excited has... someday to do some acting <laughs> yeah. someday i'll get to do some
1: i that's <laughs> I, was, one thing I was in that movie <laughs> i was in it I but mike mike have him. you have you seen him in finding purpose have you seen him in that role Are i haven't seen him in
4: finding purpose i i i he told me about finding purpose and yep. i'm like fuck that's such a good story and i i I it's still watch.
1: it's still it's a very low budget film, but it's definitely got some popularity and uh, yeah. um, getting a lot of uh, um, input on it. So he really blew that away. And I knew he would. I knew when I put him in that role, he was going to kill it and he killed it. He nailed it.
4: Well, something that Jimmy and I our our friendship, our friendship is really based on challenging each other. So uh, you you bringing him like I want you to act in this. I like he's the kind of guy that's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know? Like I, I I always bring, "Hey, here's like here's an, a 9 million scoville unit gummy bear that's going to burn your face off."
1: And he's like, "Yes, <laughs> we're going to do it." <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I so don't want to give it. any I don't want to give any spoiler alerts, but there's probably a good uh shot that Jimmy's going to die in this film. So, yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
4: Now you brought up you brought up the low budget thing, and and um, in in past interviews you talked about uh, the community coming behind the, the studio and stuff. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that and how involved? The, you know, you're, you're in Pennsylvania, uh, y- your community. How do they help you out? How how do they get behind things? How, how well, do you get them involved?
1: Well, you know, Joe's been informed with all this stuff too. I'm going to let Joe talk a little bit about that because I'm going to tell you that the, the marriage that we have right now with the five main principles yeah. is pretty advantageous for me, right? Because I'm a creative guy. I'm, I'm the guy that makes models. I'm the guy that puts a script together. I'm the guy that says, okay, let's, let's do this with the blood. Let's not do this with the blood. I'm not the guy that's really meant to be out there trying to sell this film or market this film. So when the likes of Dan Sanchez, Larry Mealy, Joe Sabatino and Mark Weiss said, Hey, look, we're going to pick up the ball there. We're going to drive Polestar. So it's, it's not, it's not what's up there right now on the site. It says like Joe's like vice president or something. No, We, we all share where, where Polestar is going, but, I wholeheartedly had handed the business end over to these guys because they know what they're doing. And in return, they've given me much freedom on the creative aspects of things. So I don't have to worry about that. So Joe's very much informed on what we're going to be doing down here in Pennsylvania, why we're going to be filming here in Pennsylvania and how we're going to take um, full advantage of the support that we get here in Pennsylvania. So Joe, you want to hop in and you can fill them in on that.
0: You know, uh, John, the way John says is, well, you know, I'm just a model maker. I'm just the guy with the blood. (laughs) I I have to tell you, I've, I've worked with some of the biggest people in Hollywood, you know, on films and on television. And, and whenever I hear John say that, I just go, Oh my gosh, the work that he does is on par, if not better than, You know, I've been in, you know, $200 million budget in movies and I just marvel every time I see John's work. So we're so super excited to have him helming this as the director and the writer that uh, we just have so much confidence in him. Uh, But, you know, with making any type of film or anything, you know, it takes a team. And we, we assembled uh two other gentlemen along with mark and john and myself and one is dan sanchez and dan is uh dan dan was on the board of lion's gate and that's how you know this all came about because i i called dan up and i said hey i think i you know i'm working on something that's really interesting i got two great partners and pitched it to him and he loved it and then when he met john and mark he fell in love with those guys and then that, then we brought in Dan's partner, which is Larry Mealy. And here's a gentleman that you know, was instrumental in bringing cable television back in, in the 70s to the United States. And, and I know John and Mark and myself, when we listen to the contacts, you know, the contacts that these people have, we just go, oh my gosh! And we're on a the other day, and they're like, "Well, you know, we'll have the rights throughout China and India to do, you know, to you know, for for cable television." And there I am going, "Hey guys, does that mean we have distribution in China and India?" Yeah, that does. So you know, this is uh, it, it's something that they, you know, I'm humbled with these guys. They bring us to a whole nother level. Um, Dan is uh, he's on the board at Liberty Global, Liberty Media, which is you know probably uh, fortune twenty five oh, yeah. uh, corporation, you know it's a fourteen billion dollar company so and and the amount of enthusiasm that these gentlemen bring to our project, it's almost like when we all get together we all empower each other. So like John said before, you know, this I think has, this is like one of those special relationships where we don't even think about ego. It's just, hey, you know, what resources, you know, what resources do you have? What resources do you have? What resources? And and every time we meet, it's like something else and something else and something else. So this thing has truly taken a, a life of its own and you know the the town you know where john lived where we're shooting that's that's also a special thing right because that's a character you know in our film mm-hmm. and you know just the the pictures that we've seen Dan Sanchez is actually going to be meeting John I think was that December fifth or first December
1: fifth. Yeah. yeah December fifth
0: yeah. so Dan's gonna be flying into Pennsylvania and they're going to be you know interviewed by the uh, newspaper there and you know Dan will be brought around to the different locations and stuff and you know the Dan Dan Sanchez and Larry Me- Mealy these guys are big deals i mean big deals yeah so this is this is something that you know for everyone that's going to be involved in in this production it's just going to be a really fun interesting crazy creative ride and because the movie is being marketed publicized um, distributed through a whole different uh, way this is going to be something so very special and I think things like this especially in the entertainment business they only come around once in a lifetime and and this is something that this film makes a little noise, we could quite possibly change the way movies are marketed, publicized, and distributed. That's a big deal.
2: Yeah, that's a that's huge, huge thing. Show. Well, it's yeah. something that needs to happen yeah. anyway. Yeah. You know, like um I've I've actually heard you say, Joe, that that the the current model of uh movie studios is kind of like it's on the decline and that there oh. needs to be a change in there. Um, what, what do you think kind of contributed to that? What do you think is the main reason that it's on the decline? Do you think it's just kind of sign of the times, new technology, new ways of doing yeah. things and it hasn't
0: caught up or. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. A great question. Uh, you know, within the film industry, it's almost. You know, it's almost too big. You know, the film business is a dying business. It's just that the film business doesn't know they're a dying business. Right. So when you look at it and you see that, okay, there's there's probably five or six actors. May I don't even want to say ten because I don't even think there's ten. But, you know, there's, there's a handful of actors that can open up a picture and it'll sell out in the movie theaters. But, you know, COVID, you know, that was something that changed the whole game.
2: Oh, yeah. Everything. And,
0: yeah yeah exactly and now you know it's it's you know the movie theaters aren't even back and you look at all of these films and and you know with tom cruise you know Top Gun. okay great but still it didn't it didn't even do what it should have done and now like you were saying jimmy that with all these platforms and and we're on a um we're we're in a we live in a turned on culture now,
3: right. so
0: everything is you know online, and if you're not playing in that online game, you're going to be left behind. In another you know three to five years, it's going to be a different ball game altogether. And still, filmmakers are still making movies and distributing movies and trying to get that you know traditional distribution. And I look and I go, what are they doing? I mean, if you're not a ten pole production, you're certainly gonna die and you're certainly gonna get probably the worst distribution deal under the sun. So if you're not taking in, you know, what's happening now in technology and all these different platforms, you're missing the boat and you sure, you know, won't be in the game in three to five years. So that's why what we're doing here is so super excited. And, and Jimmy, you're right. It's because of the way technology's happening and it's moving faster and faster and faster. And the filmmakers that aren't seeing that, they're the dinosaurs and mm-hmm. they will be extinct. Oh yeah, they and it's, it's crazy the
4: parallels with the
2: music.
0: With business. Music, yeah. You know
4: what I mean? It's, it's the, same, kind of the same It's the same thing. As soon as music became available on an online, yeah. record sales declined and, and now now it's just it's basically a a a content creating thing right i I do i do think that film is a little different and and you know luckily you got you got deals with distribution deals with like uh you know a netflix or uh you know name your platform right right. (laughs) Uh, well
0: well mike and that you know it's, it's interesting you bring that up because now the model is kind kind of going to be reversed because now yep. it's about creating your community, creating the buzz, right? Having influencers talk about what what you're making and just and marketing yep. and publicizing your picture. Now, once you have that, and then you go to a lionsgate or a paramount or whatever and say, listen. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you. You know, we've got 7 million people, we've got 7 million followers and we'd like to, you know, talk to you about a distribution deal. Now, yeah. it's a totally different ball game and then you take in the whole NFTs, when could you make a movie, create a community and as you're making the movie, sell NFTs and start creating revenue for your picture. Never. And yeah. now this is a whole nother thing that's happening. So there's we're in such an exciting time in the you know, movie industry right now, in the entertainment industry. And it, we're really in this, this kind of state of flux, and those that change with the time and really, you know, keep up with the tech, those are the those are gonna be, you know, the pioneers and they're gonna set the pace for yeah. Filmmaking, and that's all—it's it's, all about adapting, man. Right? It's it, Waterworld,
4: it, Go gills. It's the 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 the, uh, the directors that are like ah superhero movies are—they're they're not real actors. It's like <laughs> oh what? my gosh, what? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. Going to the movies, you know what? That—that's well, not lost on me. It's—it's—it seems like it's again the but,
2: parallel to the music industry—is you have to prove that you can be successful. Before you're allowed to be, you have to be successful walking in. And right, go, right. Hey, you want to distribute me? I'm already successful. Right. Exactly. You know, in music, you have to sell a hundred thousand before a label will look at you and distribute. Right. You. Yeah. In movies, it seems like it's it's very much the same thing. Right. The, the reason that Marvel can do it is because you have a built-in audience of people from yeah. their childhoods that are going, "Oh shit, Captain America," and and they'll they'll go see everything. Right. And right. you've got that. Star Wars has that. Indiana Jones has that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to varying, you know, degrees of the movies being what people like or what they don't like or whatever, mm-hmm. you've got that built-in mm-hmm. crowd. You know, it's like putting on a show. And how many people can you draw? That same thing. You know, so I mean into this bar that right. we didn't have anybody in it to begin <laughs> with. Right. Yeah. How many people can okay. you bring to my empty theater that would be empty without
0: you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, if so I bring one, eight, it's
2: better than you had,
0: you know. But <laughs> right, and, and to answer. You know what you're saying. Those are the big ten pole movies. Those are the marbles. Yeah. You know, but other than that, all well, the other movies are dying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Model. Everybody's eating
4: everybody up. Yeah. Mouse is just going to own everything. <laughs> right. Fucking mouse. So
2: speaking of movies, though, just just an off topic question for a question for each of you. Uh, I want to know what movie each of you has seen more than any other movie, and this counts what you won't turn off if it's on TV, what you'll watch, whether there's commercials or not. Oof. What have you seen more than any other movie?
1: Ooh. I, probably Halloween. Mm. Mm. The original? Good one. Yeah, the original Halloween. Wow. Well,
0: you know, it's, I, I I love sports movies. And I love Denzel Washington, and he did a he did a picture called "Remember the Titans." Oh yeah, oh yeah, and,
3: yeah. and
0: I, I just love that. And and I'm actually, always on TNT. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always on. And and I look at I think I'm more of a TV guy. And uh, a friend of mine is doing a new television series. It's in its third season. It's called Ted Lasso. Oh yeah, okay. And I I just love his show and what he's done with it. I just love it. That's actually yeah, that's, that's Bill Lawrence. He created that.
4: Nice. It's awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome. What about you? What, which, which one is it for you? Um,
2: I I I keep like we've had this conversation before, and then I'll leave the conversation and I'll think of another oh, movie right that I'm now. like, oh shit, it's, maybe <laughs> it's that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know I've seen Jaws. Yeah, hundreds of times. Oh my gosh. I know I've seen yeah. uh, the original Star Wars hundreds of times
4: um the one the one that always kills me is and especially when it's on like tbs or tnt or mm -hmm. whatever tv station it's on is independence day because it's already it's already a long movie you throw those commercials in your day's done it's
2: shot
0: (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) I, All you want to do is see Will Smith punch a
2: punch an alien with dreadlocks. Welcome
0: to, to Earth. I I have to tell you, Steven Spielberg messed me up because I am a firm believer that if I'm in if I'm in, let's say if I'm at Malibu Beach and I cut my finger and I'm in that ocean, right. I know there's a shark <laughs> in South Africa going, goes in the water, I'm on my way, six thousand miles, here I come. Yeah, you well, I didn't
4: say Jaws. Oh. Jaws is definitely like number one, almost yeah. number one for me. Uh, but he said it. Yeah, but Jaws is yeah. J- Jaws mm. is definitely the, the Breakfast Club is there for me too.
0: Or well, you know, you know right? I, I, I you know, now that we're talking about it, I mean, come on. I, can't, I can't even <laughs> believe, you know, Rocky. Oh yeah. Rocky, oh my god. Times. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky and I was Ford. in, and I was that in, was I was down in Texas. Uh, I was guest starring on Walk Texas Ranger* with Frank Stallone. And yeah. I remember Frank Stallone was in the bar with these three cowboys. And he was having like this argument that Rocky was like the best movie of all time. And I come walking by and he's like, Joe, Joe, come over here. And it's like, this, it's like a heated argument. I'm going, what's going on? <laughs> Tell him Rocky is the best movie of all time. I'm looking at these cowboys. I'm going, dude. What you want to get me killed here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: funny. Well, was it Rocky right, so Five? That's that's why I didn't Before
0: ask. Rocky what, one. That's no, why I didn't ask like the, the original Rocky. The original
4: Rocky.
0: Rocky is five. That, hmm, hmm.
4: Come what on, is Tommy, Tommy Gunn. Gun?
0: Come on. <laughs> Tommy man. Gun. Street Fighting Rocky? I, I was in I was in that one, but we know that's why yeah, we don't know. But but the original <laughs> Rocky, I mean just what a beautiful movie! It, yeah, like yeah. a beautiful love story.
4: A, you know, just, oh. yeah. I, I I'm Rocky Four. Rocky Four for me. I, I know the whole movie was like a like a musical montage, literally. <laughs> but uh, man, I love it. I love. Yeah, it. I think there's that. It's that
2: you you know you know how they have that joke about like you can tell a girl's age if you're trying to figure it out when you're hitting on her by if she likes Ewoks or not. If mm. she likes Ewoks, she's too young for you. <laughs> if she doesn't like Ewoks, she's good. <laughs> right. So I think like the the age you saw Rocky Four was probably probably part of it. Yeah, that's that's probably why you were like, mm. yeah, Rocky Four, <laughs> running in the snow. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I like Rocky yeah. Three. Oh yeah, yeah I, I was Clubber Lang guy. I like Rocky Three. Yeah, I, I always love that question cuz it's like, you know, you start to think then I guarantee after we we get off there, you guys will both think of other movies that you've seen a bunch yeah. of times. You'd be like, "Oh, wait, there's that one too that I've seen a bunch yeah. of times." How many times have I watched Spaceballs? How many oh, my times?
4: <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're all they're all there. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of TV time. <laughs> Look at you. Ready? You ready Look for this? Look at you. So so one thing that does need TV time is commercials. And we run a commercial where we get our guests to be involved. And uh, that is a commercial. See
2: segue? You see that segue? We haven't there?
4: actually called it a commercial was, until today. That was That's the only way I can really squeeze it in there. I've, I've I marvel done, at it every week. I'm like, yeah. how's he going to do it? It gets, <laughs> it gets worse and worse, I promise you. Uh, but the, one of the ways we do that... Uh, is with a company called Poddex. And pod, what Poddex is, is it's a it's a company that makes decks of cards. And uh, within each deck of cards is 50 <laughs> cards with questions. I hate when he does this. It's 50 <laughs> cards with questions. No, you're doing great. You're doing yes. great. And uh, it's it's good for like people who don't have d- verbal diarrhea like we do. <laughs> uh, so what we like to do is have our guests pick a deck from... The pod decks collection and then pick a random question at, yeah. mm. at random. Ah, so that's what you do okay. then. Yeah. <laughs> right? Good. Uh, so, we, what we have is we have the interview deck. We've got the interview deck two, episode deck. What the heck would you rather? What the fuck? And how dare you? <laughs> yes. So
2: I,
1: I'll have to go with what the fuck.
2: Okay. John gets a what the fuck? Joe. I'll, I'll go with interview. Interview deck one or interview two? Interview deck
4: one or two. Uh,
2: I'll go interview deck one. Interview deck one. You know what? They got to start somewhere. They had to have good ideas. I'm with yeah. you. All right. So Mike <laughs> is going to shuffle because unlike John, I don't know how to shuffle cards. Ah. He lived in Vegas. Well, John lived know? in Vegas. He was an Elvis impersonator.
4: I, I understand that. And I get <laughs> one that. One of the first.
1: But one of the first.
4: You one lived in first. Vegas. I did. I lived in
2: Vegas. And I and cannot you know. shuffle. But what I can do is tell you that if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you can go to poddex.com and you can check out all these decks plus more because they always come out with new stuff. They have an app if you don't want to mess with cards. They have cards if you don't want to mess with an app. They have T-shirts that don't make your nipples rough. Like this one. Yeah, because they're nice. Ooh. The soft style T-shirts. If you want to get anything from Poddex, use the promo code BACON. Because everything's better than BACON. And get 10% off your entire order.
4: Like I got that. This. You can, you can. I, I, I gotta yeah. tell you, Joe. I think you might be the first person to ever take interview deck. Yeah,
2: wow. yeah I like
4: it. It was. Yeah. Have you ever f- shuffled a fresh deck of cards? <laughs> a little tricky. It's tricky. We've had this deck had for two years. One, we've had this deck for two years. Nobody's ever picked it. This one we've had for about a year. Right. People love it. People love it. So uh, these, I'm excited. I'm excited for both. These these questions can range anywhere from. Completely benign to to what did you just say to me? Uh, I don't know you that well. Yeah. So if if you're offended, it's Jimmy's fault. Fair enough. All right. It's All right. Usually usually is. So John.
2: <laughs> so John, I'm going to use the finger of power here. I'm going to go from my left to my right, your right to your left. You tell me when to stop, and that will be your question.
1: Now. Now.
2: All right, John. Hmm. What is? the strangest skeleton you ever discovered in someone else's closet.
4: Ooh.
2: (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) You don't have to say who they are, but you do got to give up somebody's fucking secrets.
1: (laughs) Oh boy. You know, okay. I'm going to get one. That's not going to get me into any trouble with anybody here. Uh, my ex-wife, I found out, uh, was dating a very close friend of mine after we got separated.
2: At least it was after.
1: Yeah, but he never told me about it.
2: Oh, what a dick.
1: What a yeah. dick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All That's right. awful. Yeah, well, a Hale and Hardy, F you to that yeah. guy. Yeah.
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. Mr. Joe Sabatino.
0: All right, let's see what we get yeah, here. That, the was, interview that, was, that was
4: a good
2: question. That was, that,
0: was a, that was a deep one.
2: Yeah, all right, Joe. My left to my right, your right to your left. Right, Joe.
0: And stop. Stop it right here.
2: <laughs> Joe, what is the absolute worst job that you've ever
0: had? The absolute worst job. The absolute worst job. Oh gosh, I've had so many, so many jobs. I think um,
1: it wasn't that stint down in Tijuana, was it?
0: No, no, that was, oh, it was a good one. Boys Town. I um, saw that online. I've had. Gosh, it, it's probably two. Um, one was one was being a strike buster. What's a I strike think, buster? when guys are striking oh. yeah go in and take their job oh you just cross the line right. and the other one was being a bodyguard with no weapon and when you show up on the job and you're bodyguard bodyguarding the guy and they say um you know, you figure hey it's gonna just be a chill night and you're in the hotel room with the guy you're bodyguarding and they say There's, like, three other bodyguards there, and they've got weapons. And they go, okay, so we've got, like, seven death threats on this guy, and this is how we're going to protect him tonight. And I'm like, oh, wait. And they got, like, bulletproof vests on, and I got, like, no weapon, no bulletproof vests. I'm like, what am I doing here? Well, I'm sure
2: it was one hell of a suit, Joe. You are Operation Human Shield. I, yeah, it was uh, –
0: I remember, I remember going, and this is at, and I was at the Universal Sheridan, and I'm like, "What am I doing here?" This is-. So I went like this, and I said, "Okay, let's go." I, yeah. How many, um,
2: how many bodyguarding gigs had you done prior to doing that one?
0: Oh gosh, had I you see, been doing
2: it for a while? Yeah, I did,
0: I did a bunch, but it was all right. Well, at least it was, it wasn't
2: like your first or second job. No,
0: no, I used to do it like, and. And you would get asked to do stuff but you know when you show up and you know you got guys like checking there you know hang <laughs> on you know, man you look a little packed there and like i got a vest on i'm like what am i doing man <laughs> yeah i but, yeah that
4: i would say i weird. worked i worked <laughs> with some union folk and uh like not for nothing those guys can get really ornery for nothing. Yeah, like, that was... Um, so that might have been think, even scarier.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think um, you know, back in the day I, gosh, I just you know, it was that adrenaline rush. I was I was a right. boxer, a martial artist and you know you know, youth is wasted on the young, I guess. Mm. <laughs> so I have
2: another question for both of you guys. Um, can can either of you uh, remember the experience of your very first audition?
1: Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I can, I can. <laughs> That's the answer That's it. it's just yeah it, it was for the It was for, it was, <laughs> it was for the Elvis thing. That was, that was my very first thing with any type of entertainment. And, what, uh, what, what was
2: the experience like? Do you remember what you felt going into that first audition?
1: Yeah, uh, total confusion. I you know I, I was a hillbilly. I was a hillbilly boy brought down into the city by my uncle. and I met the uh, producers that used to work with Elvis and they took me down to MCA Studios. And uh, uh, shoved a headset on me and told me to sing this song. i I've, I've never even been in a studio before. So I couldn't do it. And one of the guys there said, you want a beer? I wasn't 21. So I said, yeah. yeah, okay. So six beers later, I sang my first song.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's a myth, by the way. Drinking in the studio, it, I mean, like... He's he's recorded stuff with with his producer. Oh yeah, and he's recorded stuff here. Yeah, and he's like, man, I get super creative and willing to try anything when I have a couple whiskeys in me. Big big misconception. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah,
4: yeah not 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 quite like that. You I think? sing
2: I sing better with a couple whiskeys. No, you don't. <laughs> you, do. yeah, you don't. In your head, you do. No, you don't. In your head, you do. I definitely play better
0: with a couple of drinks. No, you don't. <laughs> 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 Yo, what about you? Oh gosh, it was um my first audition was for a movie called Colorless Rainbow and it was in New York. And I remember going on going on the audition and and I was in the casting office and I was so prepared for it, but I was so nervous for it that I remember Saying my lines, like, they were doing, okay, Joe, whenever you're ready. And I, I would say my lines, and I was so nervous that I didn't even remember. I didn't even remember hearing the casting director say her lines. All I knew was her mouth was moving, and when <laughs> her mouth stopped moving, I would talk and say my lines. And then, and then I said my line, and then her, my mouth started moving again. And I just, I couldn't hear her. I was just so nervous. And then she stopped, her mouth stopped, and then I say my lines. And then uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that was terrifying. And then the next day I got a call, and they said, you were great. i like. So they were the right lines. They were that's, the right lines. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. You know, it was just so, uh, yeah, I was so terrifying, so nervous, wow. I I recently
2: heard, I, I can't remember who it was that I was listening to, it was an interview with an actor that was talking about their goal when they go into an audition is that they said their goal is not to go in and necessarily be the best at the part at the time. They go in and they try and make sure that they do something where they have a connection with whoever's auditioning them. They're like, you know, um, I'm I'm not sense. gonna I'm not gonna go in and suck, but I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna try and make some kind of connection so that they remember me for whatever reason. Yeah. So that you know, if if they liked my read, then then cool, they like my read and maybe I get a call back, maybe I get this. If they don't and I'm not right for the part, they at least remember me for something so that the next time comes around and they see me again, I'm familiar. Um, and I, I thought that was kind of interesting when I when I heard it because uh i i imagined that the audition process for acting was probably i i just know for me going in and and doing it for that first time working with john i was terrified like i i was like i was like okay i'm rooming uh they got me staying in the same room with the guy i'm acting across from so i destroyed any hope he had of sleeping or preparing or anything because all i was doing was like how do i do this how do i make, how do i make sure that i don't look you make you look bad tomorrow like how do i make sure that i that i do the job here um and it was just like all i could think about was like i gotta do well i gotta do well i gotta do well i just gotta not make everybody else that's good look like shit like that's my whole goal here Um, and I remember the very first time I only auditioned for an acting thing. Once I auditioned for a theater thing. Once, um, I've auditioned for bands before, but the one time I went in and auditioned for, uh, something for acting was for a friend of mine that, that was doing it for school. And he was doing like a, a short thing and he was like, yeah, come in and read for this thing. And I went in and I remember that, uh, it wasn't until I left that I realized that I spent the entire time looking directly in the camera (laughs) because the only thing I had ever filmed was like a music video Mm
1: -hmm. where I had
2: to look into the camera. So to me, I was like this the whole time. And I'm reading across from this girl who I didn't even look at. So I didn't get a chance to see her mouth move because I didn't even, I didn't even look at her. Right. So, uh, so I was just like, I'm terrible at this. (laughs) So I just thought that was interesting that, that like, Oh, make an impression so that they like you. What's like I mean, I'm sure at this point you don't necessarily have to audition for things anymore, but when you were, did you have a certain what was your kind of goal going into the room?
0: Yeah, no, that's that's that that those those are great questions. Um, you know, unless you're a you know a major celebrity, you're always auditioning. I can remember so many times. You guys remember the actor John Saxon? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was doing, I did a movie with John Saxon, and I remember, you know, waiting, you know, going and waiting for the, uh, oh gosh, you know, waiting to go in and read. And there's John Saxon, or if I, I'd read for Blue Bloods. You know, I'm there with every, you know, guy that played on the Sopranos. And, you know, you just look and you see some of these stars, and I would always go to them, when I would see them, because it was kind of cool that wow, they're they're auditioning this celebrity and I'm reading. I just I just felt cool, you know, being in that process, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I remember going to John Saxon and going, because I remember him in like the 70s, you know, he was in like everything. Oh my gosh. And I remember looking at him and going, Hey John, how are you? He goes, Hey, how you doing? And I said, You're telling me it never ends? And he goes, It never ends. <laughs> Uh, so yeah it's um yeah i've I've been on auditions where there have been some pretty big actors and i just go like oh my gosh but you know back in the day before they had um before we were doing these self tapes i liked it a lot better because you know you would go in and you know like i remember you know i had a nice run on nypd blue um vegas mm-hmm. and uh you know you'd go into the room and you know there'd be the director the writer the producer you know two casting people a studio executive you know on your callback when you would go in right and it was something that you could really get up for you know it's like oh this is you know this is hollywood like you know there comes a point where now now the pressure's on and you feed off of that you right, know, that's, yeah. but it's also it's that's kind of cool it's also a networking experience it totally is so when you go in there like whenever i'd go in a room and i um you know there'd be like you know 10 or 12 people in there you know i'd always i would always walk in and look at everyone and go i guess everybody showed up huh and they ha, 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 ha. and then i do my audition and You know, it's it's um, I've had so many experiences, but I think my big thing was I just wanted to, um, you know, I look at it like the Willie Mays catch. I don't know if you remember when Willie Mays was playing baseball and he turned his back on the ball and he made this like, you know, miraculous catch and he made it look easy. Yeah, I think the trick for the actor is you have to go in there and just make it look like, you know, effortless and if you can do that and really nail your audition i you know i've been fortunate where i had a pretty high booking ratio you know back when i was acting so right. i was pretty i was pretty lucky and and the crazy part of it was from being an actor then becoming a television producer i'd have to be in all of the castings
1: because
0: right. my producing partners would be like you're the actor you go in there and deal with all of, all of the actors. You now, what would I do? Whenever I was casting a show, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, this is my chance!" I call up all my buddies. Hey, dude, I'm gonna. I want to bring you in for this part. I want to bring you in for this Night, part. Rick. And I'd have all my friends come in. And what I failed to realize is when my friends would come in, and these were, you know, these were guys and gals that, you know, I I, I ran with for like. 20 years you know auditioning Mm -hmm. they would come in the room and it would be this and it would break my heart and they'd come in and they'd go hey joe how you doing are you okay yeah you know and they'd be like oh and i'm going oh sold out (laughs) this is crazy so i literally yeah they were just freaked out and i literally did that i was in casting sessions for probably three and a half four weeks And I just told my producing partners, I said, I don't want to be in the room anymore. It just was heartbreaking for me. You know, I would bring in all of these people. And uh, yeah, it was it was just so tough. And then I'd have to go and do the network test, you know, because I had a show. So when they're testing for the network, in the studio, and then I'd have to go to that. And I, you know, see some of my friends and, you know, celebrity actors coming in and, when you, you know, when you're on a show every week and you're, you know, you're seeing how the show is cast and, you know, after that they would send me, you know, when we had callbacks, they would just, we had a um, website that they would just load up all all of the auditions. And, you know, I'd be at home and I'd just watch the auditions. And after watching all these auditions for three years, I would say to myself, oh my gosh, how did I ever get cast for anything? <laughs> no, seriously, the the decisions. I've been in rooms with heads of studios, and you know, all the producers are like, "I like this one. I like the you know, I like I like Billy Bob. I like Billy Bob. I like Billy right. Bob." You know, seven or nine producers say, "I like Billy Bob," and the studio executives like. I don't like Billy Bob. I like Sammy Schwartz, who gets the part? Yeah Sammy Schwartz. So then I would say, what you know what the hell are we even here for?" And then you have these <laughs> beautiful, you know wonderful, talented actresses come in, and we're like, "You know, Sarah's great for the part, Sarah's great for the part. Sarah's great for the part. Studio executive. She reminds me of my ex-wife. i don't not, I don't I want uh, Betty. Betty's getting the part. Okay, so then when you see this, and you go, "Oh my gosh!" and you see the you see the actors, because and we all know Sean's an actor, you know. I know you guys wanted, you know, we're looking to do it and stuff. When you understand, like when an actor gets an audition, that actor's life stops, and right. everything becomes about that audition. And for me it was so heartbreaking because i knew that when that actor came in and maybe they hiccuped on one or two words or they you know kind of got confused on a line you know and i'd see the casting director right you know not prepared i knew every actor in that room was prepared right. it's just that the moment got a little too big for them because as actors yeah. That's the sole thing that we want to do, live this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, I know they, I know they did that audition perfectly in the shower and on the way to the audition a thousand times, they did it flawlessly. And I can't tell you there've been times where, and I've known the actors that, you know, they would bring me in, Hey, you gotta, gotta sit in on this one. And I'd be like, all right. And I'd sit in the back in the corner, you know, but, um, and I'd see actors come in and, you know, they would be like, and I, they just didn't nail it. And a lot of these actors, because we all would do plays, and I know them from off, you know, off off Broadway yeah. and stuff. And, you know, a couple of the actors that I would see them, and they chunk the audition, and they would leave, and I'd see the casting director, you know, make a little, you know, NP, not prepared. And I was like, hey, stop the session. And I'd run out to the elevator, and I'd see, you know, I'd, I'd get by the elevator, and they'd be like, Joe, I'm so, you know, a couple of actresses that I know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And I go, I know who you are. I only right. wish I had your talent. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to come back in. You're going to let four or five actors go in. Then you're going to come back in. And I want you to look at everybody in that room and just in your mind's eye say, F you. And you just do your thing that's awesome. And, that awesome and i had a couple of actresses do that and it and the show you know to cast that guest lead would really come down to a celebrity and them yeah. and then yeah. you know and, you know nothing i could do then because then well the right goes, hey, you know what more people going to tune in you right celebrities on the show yeah. but yeah so it's um you know as a as a producer you know and you're doing a network, you know, a cable show where it's every week. It, it is it is a tough, it's a very tough thing in my heart. My heart breaks for a lot of these actors. And that's why, you know, as an actor myself, I just scratch my head and go, oh, my gosh, how did I even book any of the jobs? You know? <laughs> because, you know, nerves, you know, when you want something, you know, like I always, I always love the actors like, go, I don't get nervous. I don't get nervous. And I'm like. Dude, if you don't get nervous, you're not human. I mean, I, <laughs> right. you know, whether whether I've worked with, you know, Dennis Quaid, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, um, you know, Mike Chicklets, I don't care. Everybody, you can just see it once they go, okay, we're gonna <laughs> shoot this. Everybody's like. Yeah. <laughs>
4: right <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and then again the, the parallels to music is yeah, just 100 percent absolutely yeah. absolutely um <clears throat> so before we start wrapping this up um what I do want to ask is is speaking of auditions and stuff um John how how difficult was it to cast the breakout role that Chris Monty had <laughs> in broke down with delivering his his classic line? These nuts. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could tell, uh, like, Monty is definitely, like, the off. Like, oh, my
1: God. I got to tell you, Monty beat out at least three dozen individuals mm-hmm. for that role.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, I, he came, he came in casting? prepared, yeah. fired up. I think he even brought a prop bag with him. And uh, when he delivered that line, I literally got tears in my eyes, and I, I knew at it that when moment. I, when I saw it, I, I had a hard time staying. I knew it with him. Me. It was it was meant to be. Yeah. So, I, but now he's gotten so big, he he won't even return a phone call. So I mean, you know, he's he's. Don't worry, he doesn't he, return my calls either. He's mine either.
4: <laughs> <laughs> mine either. Now, I mean, no, no, but but I do I do want to know did, did did you guys like kind of. Discuss okay, well maybe Frank can do it or maybe 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 Uh, James can do it because James is playing.
2: No, I think Monty said
1: I'll do it. Yeah,
2: yeah. We (laughs) that 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 that's I will say, like my experience with John was um what I I can only assume is the experience that every actor has on every movie set ever, where he said, uh you guys have a lot of freedom in what you are going to say here. You can go ahead and go off script if you want. Uh, probably because when we were trying to be on script, we were probably so wooden and terrible that he yeah. was like, you know, can you guys just, <laughs> just that's a, that's do a, that's what you would do? <laughs> yeah. When when normal... working with,
1: with seasoned professionals like Joe, right. Joe will come in and I mean, it's like clockwork timing, but you know, in independent film, you don't have the luxury of working with Joe Sabatino's, you know, right. I, I've got a guy that's got to get back at four am to do the donuts, so right. it's like wh- what what's gonna make this easy for you how do you how are you gonna say this? Just let it come out and that works a lot better than forcing them to stay on script as long as we get the point across that we're trying to deliver
2: yeah i will I will say when i when I came to do my part for um finding purpose, i was I was like, okay, how are we gonna do this? and John was like. I think it's probably going to be better if we just if we just ad-lib it the whole time. And it was like, here's the scene. Here's what's happening. Here's sure. how it's going to go. And that's what we did. We totally ad-libbed it, probably because his experience in working with me. God, <laughs> uh,
0: that's interesting because I think I told you this. When I was doing that movie Vice, uh-huh. um, um, I, forgot, I forgot about it. Christmas right. Adam McKay went, you know he directed The Big Short and then he did that whenever we, you know we would do our scene and I remember you know we we would get the scene and they locked the scene and we got our shots and then Adam would be on his bullhorn and Christian and I you know would be there and he goes okay Joe I just want you you know get don't no lines just whatever you want to say say you know keep it to the semblance of what we have that's just it like, Let's see what happens. Yeah. And uh yeah, I remember telling you that and you said, Yeah, you do that. That's great.
1: I do do that. And, and yeah. Jimmy just verified it.
0: Yeah, it was it was, <laughs> it
2: was it was it was great. Like I and I remember even with Brokedown because because we got shut down because of the weather, mm. we literally um, oh you were on a time It like we, we almost ad-libbed the whole last third of the movie. Um yeah. not not completely ad-libbed, but right. it was like it was really kind of like okay, we're going to see what we can get here. And, and I think, you know, like it probably, at least for, for me, I was probably to get, I was probably able to give John closer to something usable by me kind of trying to be in the moment and react because I, I probably, I, I imagine I wasn't great at lines. You know what I mean? Like no, I, you, were,
1: you were great at lines. I mean, what we had happened was like, like, uh, oh, in <laughs> and that, and that scene where, where, where lives goes and then it hit, you know, right. the biggest storm ever that hit us. And we had to finish that off in one night because the rest yeah. of the week was gone. So yeah. we got together in a hotel room and yep. we were all like throwing, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. And so when we got on set, the rain started coming and i was like okay let's do this all right let's just go do this you're going to do this and you're going to do this and most of that stuff was one take yeah and uh, they pulled it off so what what happened was really phenomenal
2: i i i learned so much just doing having that experience taught me so much um that that helped me be a better performer in general um uh, on on stage as a singer as a performer as a band leader all that kind of stuff uh, just the stuff I learned by being in the room with with John, Allie, and uh, Carl, just kind of like watching them pull all of these storyline aspects together to go, how are we going to fit all this and wrap this up in one day instead of four and, and make this kind of work, and then figuring out how I was going to kind of like Okay, I'm not dying, so I have to be a part of this. I have things to do, Um, so I had to like figure that out with them. And and honestly, like my my favorite part of that movie that I was that I did that I felt um, was the part I'm most proud of, as far as my performance, was me and Allie in the car. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I felt like it was like it. We just had a conversation. And we had a conversation in character and we had a conversation about what was happening in the story. And it and it felt natural and like there was a connection happening in that. And then when I saw it on screen, I was like, oh man, cool. That kind of came across. I feel good about that. I feel really good about that.
1: But at the Uh, time you were worried about it. I remember because you were extremely you were like, Are you you sure that was okay? And I was like, listen, (laughs) we got it. We got it. Yeah. I can work with that
2: yeah i would oh man and so then when when i came back for finding purpose it was just such a it was i felt so much more comfortable with anything you were going to give me and i was just kind of like hey he he brought me back so (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) it's it's not because people don't want to work with him because i will say um you know one thing about john is 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 that john one surrounds himself with great people um Everyone on on those sets, everyone that's working for Polestar that I've encountered, everyone that I've been able to kind of like be around, is is like a genuine great person, and it's because John is a genuine great person. You know, uh-huh. like you you just get that from him, and he's one of those people that like is a magnet for other good people. You know, so I that's I know immediately that Joe is a good person because John is a magnet for great people. Um, so, you know, coming back to that and it's like seeing all the same people, it really is like a family. Uh, and and like just being around the whole crew again and being around all the people again was super awesome. And then even the people like his whole town supports him and everybody comes in and they're like, we love this shit, you know, like, and it's it's because of you, it's not even because of the work you do, it's just because of who you are. And oh then add to yeah. that that you're extremely talented, and and you know I'm gonna make them tear up. <laughs>
1: wow. You are, you really are. No, but I'll, it's true, man. Okay, it's all absolutely... right, all right. I, I got my hundred dollars worth there. I'll to you right after the show. <laughs> Good, thank you. Man. <laughs> my Venmo.
2: is <laughs> uh, No, but honestly, and so when you yeah. brought me back for that, it, it I felt super comfortable and confident because I was like, okay, if I sucked that bad, he wouldn't have brought me back. <laughs> You know, he's, he knows he can use my music whenever he wants <laughs> that's, that's fine we all, we
1: all we all had a great time it, and the, on the pole star sets uh, back when we had no money um, it, it, it was a passion with everybody that was oh, there yeah. jimmy you had the passion you really wanted oh, this to be good yeah. absolutely. and everybody fed off of each other so you know, I'm just a ringleader. Um, you guys are the guys that made the film happen, and I'm proud of all of you guys. I really am. Well, and it really does feel like, and we talk
2: about the parallels with music, and it really does feel like that, because when you have a band, if you have all members of that band that are passionate and have that same drive, and they're all pushing for the same One goal, goal, then you're going to be successful, whatever successful means. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's so many levels of that. Yeah. Um, but you're going to be. And being uniquely being able to have been a part of things that, that you've done Um, and, and being there and being experiencing that it was very much the same thing is that same feeling of like, cool, man, we're all, we're all rowing the same boat here. And we're all, we're all like picking up our part and trying to do the best that we can. And everybody's just trying to make sure that, That whatever it is, whatever their part is, whether it's being the actor or whether it's uh, whether it's setting up the tent and making the chili or whether it's uh, whether it's making sure that that there's enough chairs or whether it's running the camera or whether it's making sure that the idiot that is going to handle a a, a prop gun knows what he's doing when he's handling it Mm -hmm. and is doing everything correctly. All of those things and all of those people that that whole puzzle piece it's like a band it's like you know and that's where my experience is and and you build that and you have that and because you have that that's why everything's so exciting and that's why everything is moving in the right direction and moving in the same direction and just both of you saying you know there's no egos involved and there's no this Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and of course there wouldn't be because everybody knows that like the the you know, the rising tide lifts all ships, you know, like right. that's that's what we're well, doing.
1: anybody that sits back and says, I made this film is a liar. Right. It takes a whole crew and team of people to make that film happen. Yeah. And even though we were low budget and I mean, we were extremely low budget. That's why right. we had to wrap everything up. and We couldn't afford four more ni- or four nights and then wait an additional right. four nights. We didn't have the budget for it. But we are professional. We take everything that we did on that. Some from the way the the shots were called to how we filmed to how we captured sound, and the big thing, like you're saying, when the guns were involved, we had a uh, you know you know what he was with those guns. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was. I mean, he was on those guns. He's Maybe my SDB an explosive. Yeah, SDB. Yeah, are you Shultzie. No SDB.
2: Access. You know what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
4: That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, yeah. guys, uh, we've taken up so much time. Yeah, thank you, seriously. Thank you for joining us. Thank True. you for hanging out. Thank you for talking you. all things film and yeah, the, the things going on with Polestar. If anybody wants to know what's going on with Polestar, which I mean, after this, why yeah. wouldn't why wouldn't you? why wouldn't you? Of course you do. Uh, where can they find everything
0: Polestar? Everything vampire? Let them penance? know. Let them know.
1: Joe, where can they find it?
0: Oh my gosh, you can go to our website, PolestarPictures.com. Uh, you can you know, contact John, myself through that, uh, Mark Weiss through that, and that's our central hub. Uh, anything else you wanna add?
1: Uh, no, nope. so you, you know, you look at us on social media through Facebook. Yeah, and through Facebook we, right. We've got some things going on there, but uh, the most part is uh, uh, the website. You sure. know,
0: I, I would like to say this, uh, you know, there is a video of the work, uh, and this is so cool. Everyone that's seen it just raves about it. But John is so super talented in all his special effects. And you can go on the PolestarPictures.com uh, Polestar and see, you know, you know just a, a little introduction to the special effects that this man, John Rain, does. And it's truly brilliant. So you're in for a treat if you go on the website and you go to the special effects video and you'll see some work that'll just blow your mind and it's all John Ray. That link <laughs> will you. be down yes. underneath.
2: We'll have links for everything underneath, underneath here
0: for you guys so on just...
4: YouTube on the the podcast. Yes, super excited about it, um, Jim. This is where we sign off. So that you, this is where this, yeah. is, this is where you 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 shine. Well this is yeah, this is where I this is where I do my thing. This is where so this is where a test is. This is where
2: I remind everybody that's this listening test. that every single day mm-hmm. you just listen to people that are super passionate. Mm-hmm. So every single day I want you to wake up and I want you to think about what it is that you're passionate about. I want you to think about what it is that makes your day a little bit better, what Mm -hmm. it is that makes your food a little bit tastier, what it is that makes your workday a little bit easier. What is it? Is it music? Is it video games? Is it movies? Is it creating things? What is it that makes every part of what you do just a little bit better? Joe, John, do either of you remember the question to ask yourself every day?
1: What makes it better?
0: No, it's your bacon.
1: Oh, I blew it! <laughs> no, I didn't. I shut you up for it. That's my there story. You go. He did. He's he hey, he he really he he Everyone,
2: Everyone needs an alley oop. Everyone needs an alley oop. And everybody exactly. at home, just remember every day, what's your bacon? <laughs> what's your bacon, baby? There you go.
4: What happened? And we're back.
2: Well, new, they knew you. Okay. They know we're back. Whatever. Whatever. Dick. I'm trying different things. Mm hmm. You know? Don't be so attached to
4: things, man. Cooling your <laughs> No but uh, it's not my bird. <laughs> don't be so attached to things. I uh I loved hanging out with Joe and, and John. It was really cool. Thank you guys for being on the podcast. Did you notice how like
2: when you brought up Marvel films, I almost like deflected it off of it because I just didn't... I didn't want either of them to say bad things about Marvel films because I didn't want to get into that.
4: Oh, I didn't know that that was their thing. (laughs) No, I don't know if either of them would have. No, but you know what? But Joe is talking about that, like, new way of thinking yeah I, and, and yeah. You, you do you do like you have to adapt with the times like us as musicians we've been doing that We're, we've been doing that for years and years and years and it's a different it's a new day yes it is <laughs> yes it is. Uh, when it comes to uh music and whoa, whoa, whoa yeah and that's that that's another thing you know like even even in my day-to-day um, i'm trying to hey listen online and, and streaming and, and stuff like that, that's the way the world is going. Right. And we got to be on it. Which is or funny. We, or we have to be ready to dissolve very quickly.
2: Have, have you noticed how crazy it is? And I don't, I don't. I, other musicians that are listening can probably attest to it. But like the more that you start to realize that the the way that the world is going in the industry that we're in, is the way that every time you start to try and adopt it, people that kind of like, quote unquote, are running at the gatekeeper right. of that is almost shouting in your face like, no, that's the wrong way. Don't do it. Don't fall for it. And it's, it's like, it's, it's it's the, like this it's battle guy. against
4: it the whole it's time. It's literally that guy that's like, I don't want to learn something else. Right. <laughs> I've been doing this long enough. I don't want to learn again. Right. And that's, that's what it is.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because it's like the more you start to try and learn something new, one, the more that whatever you're learning is already old. Right. <laughs> and two, the more that somebody's in your face saying, nah, that's not the way to do it. Yeah. And you're uh, like, damn it.
4: <laughs> yeah. What,
2: what's the answer?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 love, the, I love their approach. I lo- again, another artist – you know, regardless of of if it's music or not. Yeah. Another artist that was just like, had a piece that, that was done. It was ready to go. Listen, I've done songs. Yeah. A fucking one song that's four minutes and change, right? And I've got, you know, I'm ready to go with it. And I've, I've put out feelers to other people and I go, what do you think? And, and they go, eh, you know, like this can be fixed or this right, can be right. fixed. And then I go, well, it's done. <laughs> like it's, it's and done they're like, already. is it? <laughs> well, no, they don't, they don't say that, but I say oh. to myself, it's just like, it's done. And, um, you know, I, 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 definitely have done that a couple of times in my, my, my musical career. And, uh, that's why it's as far as it, as it has gone. Do you but find that But I hard do, do? but I do, What's that? Do
2: you find that hard to do? Like when you, because um, I know that I, I know that definitely my first reaction, oh, like a, is like to a, fight it. Like a, if I write something and it's in my mind it's done, or if I create something and it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, once I put a bunch of time into it, you know, like and and then I bring it, I, and it's met with, eh, right? My first reaction that I have to fight is like, well, you just don't get
4: it. I, 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 again, I've fought it a couple of times, but, but, but on the overall, especially now, it's just just like, listen, I got my own fucking studio. Right. Like, I I don't, I don't worry about how much it's going to cost. It's, it's a matter of finding the time to do it. Right. And how much change there is. But like, listen, if I have to play a song that I've written and I have to play it again Mm -hmm. twice, Okay. Like uh, yeah okay, no problem. Right, right. Um, uh. So yeah, I mean, and 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 I've you know even with the um with the vocal stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, I wanted you to come help out with learning. Schedules just didn't work yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but I knew I knew where I needed to fix things. I knew where I needed to mm-hmm. work on stuff, and you know, you you pushed me. You know, you you weren't able to be here to push me there, at that point, at that moment in time. But I was still able to capture something awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the first time that I'm I'm happy, truly happy with lyrics that I've or vocals that I've done on my own. Oh, nice, um, cool. So that's that was really cool for me. And and like I just like felt the groove, and I felt it so much that I did gang vocals, which on my own. Nice, um, nice. And backing vocals, so. You know, like AJ was kind of like, "Hey, so what do I need to do?" I was like, "No, you're good. <laughs> We're done. Tag out. We're done here." <laughs> yeah, Fine. but uh, no, no. But like moving forward, like you know, that's what I've done. I, I I've demoed and demoed and demoed and 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 thrown it to people and go, "What do you think of this?" And oh, I think you should change this. And I pull it back. And even you like with learning, you you made you made suggestions. Mm-hmm. I re-recorded stuff. And then I was like, "All right, well, I understand this." Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Didn't work. but I did do it. I well, yeah, it yeah, And yeah, it, yeah. it was like, no, it was like, cool. Stop the presses. Right. I right. thought this was done, but hey, here's a right. here's an idea that we could possibly use, and that'd be pretty. Well, cool. and that's.
2: I think that's. A, I think that's an important part of it. Is is part of that is realizing that suggestions are just suggestions, right? And they don't have the benefit of hearing it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you'll you'll stop and take a suggestion, whether it be from me or anybody else, and then kind of redo something is great. But then also the fact that you'll do it and you'll go – you'll still be able to go, this either works or it doesn't work. I tried it. Listen to it. Eh. Maybe good. Maybe bad. Oh, it – Lent to another idea. Like mm-hmm. all those things are super important because even I think even if you start with something, you get a bunch of suggestions, you try a million different things and you end up back where you started, then you're just more reinforced and believing in what you started Believe, Yeah, Yeah. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's, that's good. Whereas if you don't try and you don't listen to things and you don't do that. But I, I, I do find it hard sometimes when I have put a bunch of time into something and someone tells me, my first reaction is usually like, ah, you just don't get where I'm going. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it's like in the back of my mind is like, well, they don't get where you're going because you didn't communicate it well enough.
4: So yeah. you need to think about I, I, a better think, way to communicate it. <laughs> <yeah. And laughs> that's why you
2: need to try again.
4: I think that's really, really like humbling to, to see that somebody wrote Shot, shot, and directed, edited, edited, and put a film together, and was just like, you know what? I know I did this because it was COVID and I wanted to do something, right? But it's the last thing you did that really counts. It's not what it could be, and that hats off to you, John. That that was fucking. Baller, because one thing
2: I've <laughs> like the one thing I've never done is I've never gotten a crit, I've never had a self critique on something that I did, and then said I need to do it again with an entirely new cast. Oh, I need to tell like, my band members that they're not right for the part, right, and <laughs> get new yeah, people.
4: That's that's huge. I need to yeah, that's like huge.
2: but but it's a lot. Like that's that's man, incredible that he did that.
4: Really cool show. Yeah, uh, movie. Uh, I'm super excited to see what happens. Yeah, uh, he he confirmed your part in the movie. I can't wait. Uh, I hope I get cast. Oh, I, I'll talk to Mark. Okay,
2: <laughs> we'll get you. we we'll, you I get didn't get confirmed. confirmed. Well, yeah, we'll we'll be confirmed. Okay, we'll be confirmed. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh,
4: but Death Be a Woman here was to, confirmed. Here to meet you. Well, of course, that's part of it. Of course. But he's playing hard to get, because he's like, oh, I'd love to have you in the movie. Well, you know what? He uh, met
2: you, and he was like, now I know that Jim's going to die, which means that you're probably going to live, which means that you'll be in the sequels.
4: Damn right. See? Damn right. Death Be a Woman, by the way, is available (laughs) on all streaming platforms under Bacon is My Passion. Yeah. Which is what we write music under. Yeah. Together. Which you can find on all streaming platforms, but also...
2: At our website, BaconIsMyPodcast.com. You can find links to it. Yes. uh, As well as links to uh, not only the show, not only our YouTube page. If you're not watching this, you can check that out. StrangerHoodTV.com or just go to BaconIsMyPodcast.com and get the links for everything. Uh, You can also find uh, BaconIsMyFashion.com.
4: Mm. we can find some cool clothes we got brand Delicious new t-shirts new t-shirts I brand new t-shirts it. new, new year, hat new
2: t-shirts new hat also it's winter time the beanie, the beanie. Cold let's outside. do it it gets cold let's later so definitely check that out uh, it helps the show um yeah. we don't make a lot off of it we really don't <laughs> because we just we know what it does do keeps it your head helps. warm it keeps your head warm and it keeps the show free it keeps the lights um, on if you want to help us out that's a great way to do it another way to do that would be to check out the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, our patrons are over at patreon.com/slash bake my podcast. Uh, they are awesome. They get to enjoy um, ad-free episodes, longer early. episodes, early episodes, extra episodes, as well as extra content.
4: I mean, we just streams, did the, the two-year anniversary tasting. We eat. Actually, things. participated. In yeah, participate live. in live shows. Sure, it came out one day later for you, but they were actually able were to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: we have a lot of fun with that. That's, yeah. that's great. And Absolutely. the group we have watch along is also awesome.
4: Uh, we're working on, if you liked the episode with uh, Katie Stafford, mm-hmm. Katie Stafford, paranormal uh, scientist, mad scientist, if you will. I like it. We want to do a, uh, we're going to do a uh, live watch along with him uh, to some fun movie of some sort. Yeah. And it'll be good. Over on the Patreon. So definitely check so that definitely out. So definitely check that out. We've uh, done a watch along already with, uh, we Big did watch along
2: with the Big Lebowski where, uh, where I walked everybody through a really good um, white Russian or Caucasian recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Big Lebowski is one of the movies I should have brought up when mm. I was talking about movies yeah. that we've all seen so much. Yeah. You know, I always think about it later. I man. never really
4: see it on TV though.
2: No, I don't ever see it on TV. Bravo,
4: every once in a while, was on Bravo.
2: Was it? I don't... Yeah. I, don't
4: yeah, I don't... Oh, I'll don't put it this way. Across okay. the stream. Yeah, I don't want to cross the stream.
2: Anyway, uh, Jimsy, Yeah. Where, where do they find you? Oh, yeah. Besides all the bacon and my podcast.com stuff, you can find me, Jimmy G's Shoes. That's where I am, and uh, I'm, I'm there on all the socials. My band, Craving Strange, is at cravingstrange.net. You can find all our socials, all our links, all our stuff there, um, check it out Let me know what you think We're on all streaming platforms Let me know mm-hmm. if you think we suck Or if you think we're good uh, Our music can be heard In uh, a couple of John Rain's movies yeah. Which is uh, Pretty awesome I feel pretty good about that Yeah um, We have a brand new song Called Me What You Say It is out now I love it So you should check it out Um it's I'd very, appreciate uh, it if you do And uh, let me know What you think of that too If you think it's good If you think it's sucks Very arena Yeah Yeah let me know what you uh, let me know what you think, and when you let me know, please mean what you say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, say, that's
4: great. Where that's can great. they find you, buddy? Uh, me personally, you can find at me, my own self, Mike, on all the socials: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, my band, Something Heavy. We might have a new song coming out. Mm. Another new song coming Another out. Another new song. Yeah. Besides learning. Besides learning. Nice. Yeah, we have this little thing over here. We keep it out of frame, yes. but this is a little recording. Oh, you can see a little bit of it. He's pointing for those of
2: you that are listening, but audio. Uh,
4: yeah, the audio people. You don't see the X's here, yeah. But there are songs that are being done. And, yeah, uh, you got a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> one of those, one of those songs is called Circles. Oh, uh, it nice. Is a cir- it is a song that I've uh, rewritten and rewritten yeah. and rewritten, and uh, yeah, it's one of those songs. It's great, great. Uh, Story, you know, that I should have brought up when we were talking about redoing something. I tell you, over what, and over
2: and over again. Let's do an episode that's just me and you, and let's talk about songwrites and songs that we're doing. I'll take we're the demo, later, and let's talk
4: about circles. I'll talk the demo, the original demo, yeah, the, the demo after that, the demo after that, and yeah, let's talk circles. That's let's, that's let's a great idea. Circles. I think it's like that. a good idea. Cool. Yeah. All right. So coming up. Soon, yeah. eventually, uh, we're going to talk circles. All right. Uh, if you've um, learned at something anything, heavy music, if by the way,
2: if you've been learning this whole episode, um, don't go around in circles. Just let us know what you think and mean what you say, and give us a five star review. Bing! That's and a five. We'll, we'll see you next fiver. time. Yeah, there's another five if you're watching, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, make sure to ask yourself every single day. What's your bacon? Well, peace.